Welcome to a new edition of the Famous Interviews with Joe Domino. On this episode, we talk with CEO and COO Brandon Kirkpatrick. He has worked in massive bureaucracies, family-owned businesses, nonprofit organizations, and multinational corporations in the government, finance, nonprofit, and technology industries. He's also a real estate investor with previous ownership stakes and a plethora of companies over his career. With a background in literally every size business and very diverse industries, he teaches founders and business owners stuck in the chaos loop, how to get out of it by defining their dream scenario, creating a plan, and then executing it to the end of the cycle and start living their dream. Enjoy this interview. Well, hey, man, it's great to meet you. I want to begin our conversation with what we've lived through for the last three and a half years or so, the pandemic. Okay. How did you get through it and how did it change you? So the pandemic was interesting. Um, I was laid off in the middle of the pandemic. So as it started, we were trying to figure out like, okay, how are we going to work from home? And then I got laid off. Literally, I think it was like the 13th we tried to go back. And so in in the middle of COVID, I was adjusting to a new job. And so I, I dealt with it like I deal with everything. I just don't think about it. <laughs> yeah. Right. You just kind of you just kind of look at what's in front of you and uh, try to push forward toward that and and focus on the things that you can control and then uh, just, you know, not not deal with the things that you can't because you can't control them. Yeah. So on paper, you're a CEO and COO, but I want to get to the heart of what you do on a daily basis. Sure. I put you in front of a bunch of third graders at a career day at an elementary school. And one of the kids says, hey, what do you do for a living? How do you answer them? I I help people make good decisions. So I'm a business advisor. Um, that that's that's my passion. So I've been around the block a, a lot. I've been around a lot of different styles and types of businesses, sizes of businesses, um, and I just help businesses not make bad choices because they just don't know any difference. Um, there's a lot of people that have really good mentors that have kind of been brought up from, you know, if we're talking about start startups and founders, they've got mentors, but, but a lot of them don't as well. And so that's what I do. I help those people that have no mentor in the business world say, Hey, look, here are things you need to watch out for, whether it be, you know, legal problems or, you know, it can be any number of things like don't make this decision. That looks bad. Here's how I would do things from a leadership perspective. It's advising a founder on really how to grow into that role. So what did you want to be in the third grade? What was your dream? Oh, man, in the third grade, it, it changed so often, right? Like I always I always liked space. I always liked um, planes. And so top of the list was fighter pilot and astronaut right okay. like so uh I, I i still love planes i still love them <laughs> so you obviously have a very strong business acumen take me back to where you were born and raised and how these seeds were planted in you to grow into who you are today yeah I, so we're, i grew up in a really small town right in te in rural texas there's not a whole lot of opportunities there was there was kind of the big business that everybody worked at. Um, and, and that was really the, the well, I guess there were two. There's a grocery store, right? <laughs> and and then, you know, this this big uh, business. And that that those were the only options. And so I remember, you know, kind of growing up thinking like, I, I don't, I don't want to live here my whole life and just do all the things that everybody else has done. And so um, 
the the seed the seed were, was planted like just because I I've always been a little bit different and and I wanted to do big things and so when I when I graduated high school I went to college got out of town right and and really never went back um, but at, at the end of the day this country was built on small businesses if you look across the country um, they employ more people like. You can take any of these major corporations, and and I like them. I use them, right? I I buy from most of them, but on a day to day basis, it's not those big corporations that are going to come back and actually help support people, you know, on a day to day basis in a small town. Yeah. And so th- that's that's what I love. That's what I want to do, um, and really help help those people. Um, you know, just make better decisions for themselves because there's a big world out there, right? It, oh, it's yeah. so easy to feel like you're locked in this little bitty place, but that's not necessarily true. Yeah. So, what was one of your favorite businesses or business models growing up that you admired? That that was kind of something that you emulated. Um, favorite business model growing up? I I don't think I had a fa- <laughs> a favorite business model growing up. I mean, I was just a a kid, right? Um, you know, I I think I think nonprofit. You know, you can you can kind of separate these two things out, but nonprofit really speaks to me in a lot of ways. Uh, I've spent some time there, even after uh, after the fact. But I grew up in a local community, you know, um, and nonprofits were a big part of that. Yeah. They were a very large part of it, and so I, I think there's a whole different set of challenges with nonprofits than, than with, um, than with businesses. But that's always something that spoke to me because it, it means giving back to other people, right? It's not just about us. It's not just about me. It's about me in this place and the other people that are around me. Um, and, and it, and it's, you know, it's the world is bigger than just yourself. Yeah. So who's been a hero for you in your life? Uh, I, I would say, my my dad, my grandpa, um, you know, I grew up in a pretty close family. And so just seeing them kind of lead their families, you know, over over time, it, it it's really easy to say, you know, I'll be a good leader. But to see that on a day to day basis is much different than, you know, if you pick up the news and you read about any big world leader, those look very, very different. Yeah. So if you can meet one person alive on the planet right now and spend some time with them, who would it be? One person alive on the planet. Um, I would probably meet Elon Musk at, at this particular point. Yeah. He's got crazy things going on. He's so busy. And and my real question is, how do you manage that with your family? Yeah. Right. Because... I, a, a big part of me is is my family, and it, it will always be a, a high priority, even more so than business. Um, and so, how do you manage? How do you manage all of the all the all of the complexities? Let's just put aside one business, two, three, four businesses. How do you manage all that with a family? And you know, you can see some stuff with his kids, and he takes some places. But like, how how do you manage that those dynamics? I mean, it, it's it has to be insane. Yeah, absolutely. So what is your drive every day to do what you do, to wake up and and to be successful and to get things done and to help people? What is that for you? 
Right. So um, I, I started my company, uh, Catalyst Consultant Group, because I want to use my skills to share generously with others. That's it. it, it it's it's not it's not about um, success is is so poorly defined, I think, in our culture today. But it, it's not about getting more and and looking good and and having all the nicest things. It's about building up the people around you. Yeah. And so that's that's why I exist. That's why I'm here. That's why I started this company. So what in, in that pursuit of helping people, that being your mission, what has been one of the best success stories you've been involved with? So um, you know, I th I think I think through some of my clients, um there there've been some challenges along the way. Um you know, through projects and, and different things that, uh, that I've worked through and just helping them see where they can go, right? So um, it's really easy for, for a project or a founder to get lost in the day-to-day, -day, but, but really, and, and I, I can't talk specifics on, on this client, but, um, you know, they have, a, they have a really large vision of where they want to go and, and helping them realize that is, is I think, a big success. Um, you know, because I, I think that, I, th I think that you, you can get muddied, you can get down in, in the weeds and get, you know, be, be in kind of a, what I call a chaos loop of just dealing with the next problem. And then as soon as that one's done or, or you know, in the middle of that, when you're dealing with another one. Um, and so helping them kind of, step a little bit above that and, and see, hey, here's where I want to go. Let's let's remove yourself a little bit from those um, the those details and and let me take care of those. I will drive the team and you can then really think about, you know, high level things and what you want to deal with, you know, kind of taking some of that responsibility on so they can think about those big things is is a big deal. So let's go back to, let's say you have a dream tonight. You run into like the 20 year old version of you and you could give that younger <laughs> version of you a piece of advice based on the wisdom you've gained in your life. What advice would you impart on that young version? Oh man. Uh, I, so many things, gosh, I think, I think the most important thing is don't be stupid. You know, um, there are people that are watching and I'm not talking about surveillance. I'm not talking about, but but there are other people around you that are watching what you do uh, and how you act and how you carry yourself. And uh, it's really easy to think it's all about you, but it's not. And so you represent something. Uh, I don't I don't care if it's religious, if it's just personal, if it's your family. Uh, you represent more than just yourself. And so the the decisions that you make every single day have an impact on how others view you and your family and, and all of those other things. And so pay attention to that. D don't be selfish, right? It's so easy for me to be a selfish person. I, I think that's, that's true for a lot of people. Um, but don't be selfish and think about kind of uh, other, other folks. So of all the things that you've done so far in your life, what are you the proudest of? Um, man, I, I think the most proud I am is when I go home every day. And my kids, you know, run, run to me. One of them runs to me. One sits on the couch and watches TV. Um, but just that, just being present every day, um, 
you know, and, and being there for the people around me, it, it will never be a thing that I did. I've, I've done a lot of cool stuff in my life, um, but it will never be a thing that that I do. It will be the person that I am. And so I'm always proud to to be a dad and be a husband first, right? And and be available for those people who need me. And so that that will always be the thing I'm most proud about. So speaking of the person you are, everyone has a perception of you, your family, your friends, clients, colleagues, but you run the show. What's your perception of you? Who do you think you are? <laughs> I think I'm just a big kid personally, you know, yeah. um, I, I think every day, you know, it's, it's so easy to, it's so easy to become the thing that you do rather than the person that you are. And so I, I think, at, at the end of the day, I'm just a big kid. I want to have fun. I want to play games, right? Like, that's what I want to do. And, and there are certain things I find interesting. Um, I love puzzles, you know, and, and that kind of fits into a lot of the solving business problems for people. Yeah. But at the end of the day, just, you know, I'm pretty laid back and uh, just, a, just a big kid who wants to have fun and play games. <laughs> right on. I love it. So let's say we get off the phone, time machine pulls up in front of your business. You can get in there and go anywhere in the history of time and see one event with your own eyes. Where are you going? Ooh, one event? I, I have no idea. I'm okay. happy being where I am, man. Okay. You know, I, I'm, I, Maybe the birth of maybe the birth of our first kid. Maybe you know that that's that was a big deal for me. Um, you know, it, it's it can be a a period of growing up. You know, having your first kid, but that was yeah. such a special moment. Yeah. Um, in time, and there's a lots of things. There's lots of things you can see. You know, um, but but I I think yeah that that <laughs> that's the best I can. <laughs> I like it. I love that answer because I'm I'm thinking about my son and how seminal that was for me. And it's it was almost an out of body experience. You know, I remember calling yeah. my dad and getting choked up and I couldn't even talk. I had to hang up. It's like you there's so many emotions that flood through your brain in that moment. Like how can you capture it and you know mentally be there for all of it? So to be able to come back, like rereading a good book. Well, so for us, we didn't find out with our first. We have three kids, by the way. And we yeah. didn't find out with our first. And so when when she was born, we didn't know it was a she, right? And and the doctor didn't get there in time. And and so baby's born, they, they take her away, they start doing the measurements and stuff, and then they they hand her to my wife and and put her on her chest and said, There he is. There he is. And and we said, Oh, it's a boy. And and she, you know, she's going to do a um I, I, skin to skin, right? Picks picks her back up, looks and says, "Oh, nope, it's a girl," and puts her back. Like that that series of events yeah. is just chaotic. That's it's crazy. so chaotic. Um, and and you know we've had two other kids since then through COVID, by the way. So there's a big difference between those two things. Um, you know, you asked about COVID earlier, and and so just you know. That was such a that was such a crazy time. I'd, I'd go back. I could watch it every day. Yeah, that's awesome, dude. So if anyone wants to reach out to you, learn more about what you're doing, anything about your world, how can they do that? Yeah, they can do that on LinkedIn. Uh, you can just search me. If you see a guy with a big red beard, That that's me, Brandon Kirkpatrick on LinkedIn. Or you can go to catalystconsultant.group. 
Excellent. This has been wonderful. Brandon, thank you so much for your time. Thank you for your story. Have a great 2024, man. Thanks, Joe. Appreciate it. Thanks for tuning in to another famous interview with Joe Domino, where we cover the world of art, literature, business, spirituality, music, and more from around the globe. Our esteemed theme music was composed and produced by the great E.E. E. Pointer of Kansas City's River Cow Orchestra. If you want to hear more interviews, visit the Famous Interviews with Joe Domino channel on YouTube. You can also find us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Thanks again for listening, and until next time. Yeah.